Chapter 12 of The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods by Herbert Carter. Brought to Bay by Wolves. Oh, how awfully queer them house seemed, Tad, remarked Step Hen presently just as the patrol leader expected he would, for he had a pretty good idea as to what was just passing in the mind of the tenderfoot. Well, they do sound different somehow from what they did when we were sitting around the cheery campfire, listening to stories told by the guides, Tad admitted. But then, wolves as a rule are cowardly brutes. They may do a heap of howling, but they seldom show any bravery. Only when in packs are they feared by hunters, away up in the frozen-up parts of Canada, I'm told. But say, don't you think there's a pack around here right now? demanded Step Hen apprehensively. What makes you ask that? the other questioned. Why, in the first place, old Eli told us they never came away down here unless in numbers. And then again, Tad, didn't you notice that when one gave tongue over yonder to the right, a second answered him back from the left? and by jinx. Listen to that, would you? A third and a fourth, as sure as you live. Say, they're all around us, Tad. They've got us surrounded. Let em surround, if it does em any good, laughed the other, and if he felt the slightest bit of uneasiness himself on account of those wolfish howls, Tad at least managed to conceal it, because he knew Step Hen was feeling creepy enough as it was, without having his alarm augmented by seeing his companion concerned. But don't you think they might be able to pull us down just by force of numbers, Tad? The other went on. Oh, there can't be any such bunch of the cowardly brutes around as all that, I guess, Step Hen. And don't forget, please, that we're armed with weapons calculated to knock the spots out of any gray sneak that ever tried to steal venison one by two husky hunters. Think how you have six bullets in that little gun of yours, and each one ought to count for a wolf if it came to the worst. Oh, there's where I was a fool, said Step Hen in a disgusted tone. What's that? demanded his chum, stopping short. Why, I never stuck a blessed cartridge in my pocket, you see. Thought the six I had in the magazine of the gun would be good and plenty for all the needs I'd run up against. Now I wish I had the whole hundred along just my luck i'm always losing things and if it ain't anything else it must be chances think of a hundred dead wolves and all killed with this great little gun while i sat perched up in the crotch of a nice tree it makes me sick to think of it that's what tad are you sure you did put six cartridges in the magazine before we left asked the other well that's what i meant to do and i reckon i did all right though giraffe was joking me at the time and he might have upset my calculations step hen admitted well then suppose you drop your bundle of meat and take a look advised tad if it gets to warm quarters it's just as well that you know how many wolves you can account for throw them out in one two three order now so step hen began working the mechanism of his little gun not being excited he was able to do this excellently with the first cast, a cartridge flew out of the rejecting opening, but when he tried to repeat, nothing happened. He looked at the gun blankly and tried twice more, but with the same result. No use, remarked Tad grimly. Nothing doing, it seems. 
when you thought you put six cartridges in the magazine you stopped at three and just such little mistakes have cost many a hunter his life before now let me tell you step hen oh mercy what do you mean tad asked the other alarmed why suppose now several wolves were rushing at you with open mouths and when you stood there feeling able to take care of them all your gun missed fire not because it went back on you but through your silly fault in not making sure it was fed to the limit when you started things would look kind of gloomy just then wouldn't they i'll never go out without being dead sure my magazine is plumb full and a handful in my pocket besides catch me again said stephen solemnly that's a good resolution to make and see to it that you remember it but all the same my boy it isn't helping us any just now you've got one bullet and i advise you to hang on to that to the bitter end let me do most of the shooting if it ever comes to it which i hope it won't because i've got a belt full of all sorts of shells from buckshot to number sevens now shall we go on again sure replied stephen cheerfully but when he had managed to get his arms through the loops of his bundle and began to heave it up on his back he groaned audibly so that tad knew full well they would hardly make camp that night at least not without several rests by the way how far do you think it is tad asked stephen a few minutes later as he dragged along behind the other well i just can't tell replied tad it may be only three miles and then again perhaps it would tally up twice that we're going to strike the lake shore by keeping on as we are but just how far away from camp gets me like as not we can sight their fire and give the boys a hail that will fetch a canoe for us whee wish that blessed canoe was here right now murmured poor step hen you're pretty near at the end of your rope ain't you asked tad that's right i acknowledge the corn tad i never was so dead tired in all my life but i've still got the grit to keep along as far as i can put one foot in front of the other good for you we'll try it a little further and see tad went on he was chuckling to himself even while he spoke for he knew full well that although it pleased the tenderfoot to call it grit in truth it was fear of those lurking howling wolves that was driving stephen to making these astonishing efforts after all there is absolutely nothing like fear to make a laggard run like a marathon sprinter it has even affected cures in people supposed to be paralyzed as tad remembered reading not a great while before they continued on for some time longer but from the increasing puffing and grunting that came from the region where stephen was staggering along it was evident that he was about ready to give up tad he gasped presently yes what is it stephen here's a tree remarked the other i mean one that's got limbs near the ground and not like these other tall ghostly pines that i'd need a lineman's spurs to shin up tad stopped for a minute well if you can't walk any further step hen say so and i'll get up something that ought to keep the wolves away but of course if you're ready to call quits why i suppose we'll have to climb up here and squat like a couple of owls all night the prospect evidently did not please stephen any too well besides he still retained a shred of his former pride so he bristled up as he made answer saying why of course i can go on for quite a distance yet if you think there's any use of it tad now what was you going to do you said 
under this pine tree you see that's been badly used in some storm there are a lot of branches lying we can knock off a couple of the ones that look like they might burn pretty well and use them for torches let's get busy and see if it'll work at any rate it gave step hen another chance to rest up and get his breath he still clung to that heavy deer's head with its antlers step hen could be a most obstinate fellow when he chose and having once made up his mind it was like trying to move the rock of gibraltar to change it after considerable effort and the wasting of many matches so as to get the pine cones and needles started into a blaze on account of the night wind that kept blowing them out as fast as step hen lighted them the torches were finally made an accomplished fact wave it around some more and the wind is going to keep it going advised tad besides the swinging motion will warn the wolves to keep away if they don't want to get their old hides singed now if you're feeling fit we'll make another stab at getting over the ground still tad knew they would not go far before something else would happen and he really expected that sooner or later they would have to do battle with the hungry four-footed denizens of the pine woods that had scented their fresh meat and gave signs of meaning to possess some of it no matter at what cost so tad bent his mind on figuring out what they had better do if it came down to a halt he knew that once they went into camp they could build several fires so as to virtually surround themselves with a circle of flames across which no wolf that ever lived would have the daring to jump and consequently tad did not feel so deeply concerned about how things would come out as his comrade did did you hear that and wasn't it a nasty snarl though demanded step hen after possibly five minutes more had passed yes i heard it and i suppose the beasts are closing in now tad replied closing in oh my gracious tad we had ought to be finding a good tree like that jim dandy one i wanted to climb when you said no these torches ain't a going to last much longer and i don't believe the critters care about em anyway hadn't we better change the program tad well one thing i object to the other answered after going to all this trouble to get venison and losing our first deer to those woods pirates i don't feel like letting these measly wolves share in this second lot them's my sentiments exactly tad but tell me how we're a-going to prevent em won't you if it comes right down to brass tacks we've just got to think of saving our own lives first of all and let the precious meat go but then if we found a tree we might hang it up before climbing among the branches ourselves then while they were jumping and trying to snatch it down we could be peppering the bunch like fun leave it to me step hen i've got a plan worth two of that though we might as well stop under this tree to try out and if it comes to the worst we can climb up but i don't think it's going to be necessary throw down your bundle now and get busy we're going to have a fire two three of em and squatting in the middle of the string we'll just cook us some of this tender young buck and snap our fingers at mr wolf if he gets too brash why we'll give him a card with our compliments hurry up and get a fire going while i stand guard over you step hen End of chapter 12. Recording by D.R. Baker Robinson.